Welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, my name is Arjun Seth and I run uh, Edbrand. We are a consulting company, works with uh, high school students, and then we guide students to figure out their plans for college and beyond. Today's guest is Lavanya Jindal, a student I'd known uh, since 2016 when she was at DPS RK Puram, and she graduated and is now currently at Singapore Management University. So Lavanya, your journey from India to Singapore, how was it like in terms of settling in? And then what's the environment at SMU in terms of welcoming incoming first-year students? How did you sort of gain from the orientation and things like that? So um, moving from India to Singapore was obviously a big change for me because it was a completely different country. And um, even like getting used to um, probably like just getting from one place to the other or using the public transportation system or finding my way to the hostel. That was also initially there were, those were big steps. But uh, somewhere down the line, like it became a part of my routine and I kind of got used to it. So, I mean, it is new, but I think if you mentally prepare yourself, you can just do it. And uh, as for SMU, um, I think the freshmen orientation programs and uh, other camps that they organize for freshmen, I think they're very useful because the SMU community is so big that you will never be able to meet so many people just through your modules or just through academics. And uh, just the fact that there's so many CCAs there, you can meet a whole wide range of people. Because through your academic program, you might just meet people. So for example, if I'm doing economics, I might just meet people from economics modules and uh, people with an economics mindset. And we might have uh, academic related talks. But for other CCAs, so for example, uh, there was this uh, camp, there's usually this camp that's organized every year called Icon Camp. So it's basically an international connections camp. So you get to meet people of different universes or different nationalities. And um, it's actually pretty interesting because you get to meet people of different nationalities and uh, also the kind of games. So initially, the kind of games that we were playing kind of really interested me because I hadn't played them before. And then the way they organize and how the facilitators are so pepped up and so enthusiastic, you're just like, I want to be tired. I want to give up. But since they're so enthusiastic, I want to just, you know, like I might not know the game. I might not be able to win it, but I'm going to give it my all. So I think, yeah, it's it's a big so, part. So it definitely helped you meet many people and form connections. How is the environment like? I know the setting is very urban and so close to Orchard Road and all of that. Uh, what are the advantages of being in the middle of like a big bustling sort of downtown area, almost downtown area? And what are the disadvantages? Okay. Um, so if I start off with advantages, I think that there's a lot of connectivity. So for example, there's a lot of bus stops close by and uh, there's also an MRT station close by. So our campus actually has uh, a whole... Um, we call it concourse. So it's probably, it's like a, it's like if you go, so there's five schools in SNU. So if you go down to the basement, they're all interconnected. And that's what we call concourse. So, and, and if you move around, there's an MRT station down there. So it's like all connected. So that way, I think, I think the reach is really good. 
and another thing i think it would also be that there's a lot of like but i think this is true for all other universities as well there's a lot of like uh, food courts and restaurants on campus and that's a good thing and as for disadvantages um i think one maybe could be that uh, trying to find a accommodation close to the hostel or close to the campus is kind of a little expensive since it's central so everyone wants to get a property and wants to get accommodation close by so initially since uh, i was staying in the hostel it wasn't that much of a uh, that much of an issue but since uh, the hostel was undergoing renovation i decided to find an apartment with my uh, flatmates so i mean it was like when i compared it with other other students it was a little bit on the expensive side so i think that could be considered a disadvantage but overall i think it kind of um, outweighs like i think the fact that it's so well connected and it's so close to campus that you you can just like you know like take a bus if you're if it's raining really heavily you just take a bus even though it's two stops so i mean that definitely it has its perks yeah great how how was it uh, settling in into the academic uh, environment and how was it scheduling your classes was was it easy to get classes you wanted to sign up for or was it very rigid in terms of uh, moving from one class to another and maybe there was lack of flexibility so what's the academic system like at smu for students who want to do economics and in your case you're doubling it up with a major in data science as well so yeah just walk us through the choices you made and what uh, resources were available okay so i think i'll just start off with a bit about how the course structure works at smu so there's actually a variety of courses so for example firstly they would have some set of pre required courses so some of these courses are courses you already assigned to so you don't really need to um, worry about them and the other courses are courses you need to complete but you need to bid for them so we actually have this bidding system online so we get a certain amount of e dollars each semester which is credited credited to our account and uh, what happens is that we have this system called boss so there is a certain amount that you have to bid for whatever course you are interested for and there's windows so um um okay so basically how we go about it is that we look at uh, previous years bids and previous rounds bids so for example there's uh, there's two windows so there's a window 1 and a window 2 and then there's two rounds in each of them so um i mean uh, after each round after you get the results you can go and check that okay this was the median bid this was the minimum bid and this was the highest bid so based on that you can see that uh, which was the minimum successful bid and maximum successful bid so you also get a sense of which courses are popular and which are not or is that um, i not think related? it's need based so if okay. you really need to finish a course then it becomes really sought after or if it's compulsory and it also depends so what i've realized over the years is that it depends on people's preferences so a lot of the times people don't want to bid for a morning class so that sometimes is cheaper than if you take an afternoon class so we usually have like uh, three slots so there's an 8:15 to 11:30 that's the first one in the morning then there is 12 to 3:15 and then there is a 3:30 to 6:45 and for some courses not all they have a 7 to 10:15 one as well which 
some people bid for but not too many so like just figuring out those statistics that okay are people more likely to bid for morning classes are people more likely to bid for this prof and do you want do we want to compromise and okay if this is a really good prof do we want to get a good prof or do we want to get an okay prof but we want to save on an e dollars so it's just like can you place out of classes if you've done good cbse or if you have great grades in ib aps is there a system of placing out classes or it's a, the curriculum is fairly strict and requirements are all set in stone for every student um could i just clarify do you mean exam so if it's yeah exemptions or even like economics as a curriculum is it just uh, very modular like everything is decided or you can sort of find your way through and you know do an economics econometrics track or a development economics track is it giving you that flexibility or not Okay, so uh, as for the exemptions, it is based on your um, board exam results or the results that you submit. So for me, I had submitted the board exam results. I had to wait for it, and based on that, like for example, I got exemption from calculus and introductory economics, and um, then for the there is a basic co- course. It might change over the years, but there is a basic course called program and writing and reasoning. So that is based on your IELTS or TOEFL score which you submit and. based on that they decided they want to give you an exemption based on the minimum score for each of the sections the reading writing and the speaking and in your case the economics the data science course did it have very specific courses you had to finish or you could figure out the path to your major without following all those courses the reason why i'm asking is comparing it with the us system say to an indian system where you know in a delhi university you'll have everything is set pretty much everyone studies the same thing in economics okay how is it at smu okay so i just answer it in two parts so firstly uh, i'll just speak from the part of the flexibility of the courses so from a pure economics point of view um is actually a mix of both so there is some sort of uh, compulsory courses that you have out of these some of them are pre-assigned to you so you don't need to bid for them Out uh, out of these, the other half you have to finish, but you have to bid for them. So you have to spend your e dollars on them. And for the rest of them, it is like a curriculum requirement. So for example, there'll be categories like globalization or entrepreneurship, and you can choose which module you want to take to cover it. So that kind Fine. of flexibility is there. Fine. And so if you were to uh, explain your interests now, more about your path and economics and also data science. what areas in data science interest you and why and likewise why did you also want to do data uh, no what what areas in economics like you like and why and why did you top it up with data science and where do you see that combination being used in your career or future jobs okay um i think from a personal uh, experience perspective right initially i think whatever we feel that okay this is something that i definitely want to do somewhere down the line your mind kind of changes because you're like maybe you haven't explored all the subjects and all the lines lines and you're not you know really you think okay maybe this is something i don't want to do but when you start trying out courses in that area you're like this is actually really interesting and i might want to get to know more and then it might be something you want to explore on the side or it could be complementary with your main line so that is something that happened with me so um i kind of so when i did my internship last year in in the summer at this company called absolute data um 
the experience was really good for me so that was that was a point in my life where i was trying to figure out okay i've done only economics and navy for doing data analy- data analytics as an area you might need more coding experience or there's engineers out there there's software engineers out there and uh, they have more coding experience than me they've been doing it for a longer time so where does this fit in and um, there i kind of realized that it's actually complementary because a lot of the statistics is what is used in machine learning models and it's also a way to you know like uh, see how good the model is and that is a lot of that is actually covered in some of my courses and i kind of got more interested in that even um, probably i mean data cleaning is some some uh, is the area where a lot of time is spent and um, even just exploring that was something that was interesting for me and i kind of like tried out a different uh, software for the first time that was r i had never worked on it before and it was very frustrating but then eventually i had something some end product at the end of my internship and uh, so we actually so i actually did a um, data visualization application in r shiny and it was for the hospitality trends so basically like uh, performance metrics like stairs per night and um, the uh, stairs per night the uh, occupancy ratio things like that and being able to make it interactive so that was why i kind of tried to do it in r shiny because you could probably you could just select okay this is the metric i want and the graph is going to change accordingly so after that experience i was kind of sure that okay this is something i want to do and i'm going to go forth with it and that kind of resolved my doubts um as for the as for the academic perspective like based on the courses and all it is just so um it's basically based on this course unit system so each course has a certain amount of cus assigned to it so besides one or two courses which are considered 0.5 cus there's they're usually for one cu each so at the end of your four years or at the end of your three years if you want to finish early uh you have to finish a certain amount of cus and that is how you qualify for your second major like uh for example for me i have to finish 38 cus for my first and second major in total so like that's how you qualify that seems pretty rigorous definitely uh, mm-hmm. so how do you get time for extracurriculars or for yourself uh, and what do you do with your free time um i think it's just exploring because smu has so many ccas that you just go you attend an info session or you attend an event and you're like okay maybe maybe i won't be able to commit so much time but it was good getting to know what the cca was about so it's just like events as part of different ccas so sometimes you probably don't stick to a cca but you just want to be a part of it so which ones have you liked in terms of events or even ccas okay um so i was actually part of this cca called uh, smu literati so it's a creative writing cca and that was something that i was really interested to join so initially it was more as a participant that i was involved in the cca and then i kind of joined in as the exco so uh, as a vice president of the cca it was it was a very good experience for me because it was a lot about people management and organizing events and that was that was a different experience for me and uh, we also did uh, inter university collaborations between ntu nus sim and we had this uh, on the spot poetry event on our campus 
and then we also tried our hands at um, spoken word on demand. So it was basically we got typewriters and the participants. So there's this um, so there's this event in SMU annually called SMU Patrons Day, and that is basically celebrating the birthday of SMU. So at this event, our CC actually put up a stall. So we were actually uh, we were actually asking the participants to come and give us three word prompts, and we were kind of making uh, poems on the spot within ten minutes on the typewriter. That's fantastic. So it seems like a, a fun environment as well, despite all the workload that you have. Uh, generally, people have perceptions that Singapore, being the typical uh, financial you know, one of the financial capitals of the world uh, and the student body and even local student population is well geared to be very competitive. Uh, what do you think? Is that really true of what you see in, uh, in SMU in particular, where students are very driven and competitive or is it, you know, relaxed and people just do their own thing? Um, it is competitive, definitely. So, um, yeah, from what I've seen, it is definitely competitive. Um, but I think it also depends. So, like, from, for me, like, I wanted uh, an all-around experience in college. I did not want to just focus on academics. And I did want to participate in uh, CCA events and be a part of the CCAs. And probably, like, try to hone skills other than academic skills. So, like, people management and leadership and even... Um, Team management, because because uh, project work and group presentations are a huge part of some of our modules. Fantastic. I'm going to switch gears now. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. If you were to uh, reflect back in this time of lockdown, I know uh, school's off now. It's summer, but you are waiting for an evacuation flight to come back home. Uh, all of this time uh, which you have now is kind of a gift as well as obviously something which you can't do much about. What are the reflections about your life? Two or three things that you think uh, you discovered during the lockdown? Um, this is probably going to sound a little cliche, but I think uh, one of the important reflections was that um, it's it's about who you're who you're spending time with in quarantine. So I one of the reflections was that I would want to go back and spend time with my family, and uh, secondly. I mean, I think at this at this time, because of the uncertainty and the situation, you can always overthink it. You can always think that, okay, um, what will happen if I if I probably like go and get groceries right now at this time, or do I do an online de delivery? So I think probably like just going with the flow and you know like learning to calm your nerves down. I think that's also an important skill because there's so much time to overthink and get anxious that that is also an important skill and thirdly i think um that there needs to be a way to incorporate your hobbies and things you enjoy doing in your daily routine and not just when you have a lot of time like like right now like cooking is something i like doing but because of the college and because of academics it's something that i don't end up doing a lot so it's something that i feel that i should incorporate in my daily schedule even singing and i feel like when you have a lot of time on your hands you're like okay i'll do this and then you consider it but it doesn't become a priority so like something like that, but so that well said well said 
the second one is about strengths if you were to pick three adjectives that describe your strengths what would they be strengths okay um i would say determination um i would say uh, being meticulous and um, i would say i could be um i could take on a leadership position in a team but i could also be a team player so being flexible great so my last question is about uh, difficulties or uncertainties in your life in your college as well as life at school or even disappointments and mistakes and failures if you were to reflect on any one of these uh, and think of an incident what did you learn what was the reflection from a embarrassment failure mistake or anything like that okay i'm trying to find all those points in one instant <laughs> <laughs> um okay um i think i can just talk from a cca for cca point of view so um there there's always a time when uh, sometimes some of the cca members are not able to give the time you expect and they so are you can uh, also tell us which cca in particular yeah. and and give some context that will be nice okay so uh, i was talking about my experience with smu literati and uh, there were times that all of us were busy so probably if it was some cca member who was on exchange and someone was doing a summer uh, summer term so all of us were getting kind of busy and then something that i learned was that even even though you probably sign up for a particular role in an exco you have to be ready to learn the other skills on the go so and you have to be um, open to it because there is no rigid uh, role description or there is no rigid task schedule that you have in a cca is just picking up where the other person left off at times and even just managing relations at that point of time that okay uh, this person is not able to give time and i think i'll do it so i might not be the best qualified but i'll learn and i'll try to get their opinion on it and that's how i'll do it so it was basically there was this event that we were organizing called Alice in Wonderland so it was a um, costume party it was supposed to be a costume party and uh, for the marketing um, uh, i ended up uh, doing some of the edms and designs and uh, that time i was in india and my exco members were in uh, singapore so just organizing the time differences and just getting everyone to okay Uh, jot down okay this is what this team is going to do this is what this team is going to do this is going to be our timeline by the end of the week so i think um also being planned at each step that is also something that i learned because a lot of the times i was like okay this is going to be the initial plan and then we'll just work it out on the go but by the time we reached our deadline sometimes none of the work was there so then we were just like okay now the deadlines need to be stricter so yeah a lot of soft skills as well Super. So thank you so much Lavanya for sharing so much about your life as a student at uh, Singapore Management University. We look forward to inviting you again to uh, a panel which could have students from different countries uh, so that we can get a good mashup of uh, conversations uh, going. It was lovely knowing the fact that you're uh, thriving in an environment that you chose to go to 
given that there were opportunities all around the world you could have chosen so all the best for the rest of your year hopefully school will begin and there will be in person classes wishing that happens sooner than later uh, and and be in touch yeah thank you so much